Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Here's one you might know. Here's one we might know. You want some sexy? You want to laugh? Licensed to talk. License to Talk is brought to you by Goodspeed's Beverage Center, 2202 Seneca Street. They got seltzers, heavy beers, light beers. Stop by, mask up, and quench your thirst at Goodspeed Beverage Center. First in Buffalo, firemen owned and operated 391 Abbey Road. Custom t-shirts, custom hats. Get your custom gear at First in Buffalo. Mr. Submarine. 1977 South Park Avenue, serving South Buffalo since 1963. Lowest prices in town, try the ham sub or the Shavetta chicken pizza. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve, 2182 Seneca Street. They got bottles, they got cans, they got everything going. If you need your beers for the fire, stop by and see what they got. They got different kinds of beers. The Rocket is stocked and ready to rock. Get in there, get a gift card for the stocking, whatever. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve. Final Vibes, stickers and decals, custom designs created by our boy Quails. Check them out on the gram at Final Vibes Buffalo. Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Furman Boulevard. Check them out for special events. Catch them at 1111 Furman Boulevard, Charlie's Boatyard. Dog Ears Bookstore, 688 Abbott Road. Don't get your coffee from Timmy when you can get it from Tom. Does that mean we're ready? All right, Marky, episode 59. We have an American hero and a treasure <laughs> in the building. Uh, born 1984. He's a U.S. Marine, Purple Heart recipient. He is simply Barco. Barco, welcome to License to Talk. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. I met Barco uh, right around 99, 2000, and Barco was a goalie, Marky. So you, that's the kind of interview that you have. Goalies are strange people, aren't they, Barco? Yes, I would say so. <laughs> now, in 2000, Marky, I realized that this guy was already an American hero. We brought it up before the trip Wilbur was on. Kinger, 500 BTUs from the gas company. That's right. Kinger ran the trip, so this all ties in. Barco was one of the goalies. Now, Barco, he's a goalie, so you got to keep an eye on him sometimes. Right, Barco? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we go. We take a flight from Toronto over to Germany and then Frankfurt into Austria. So this is the beginning of the trip. And now, Barco, no parents. Right, Barco? You were on your own. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, it was is hilarious nowadays. You know what I mean? So we're boarding the flight to Frankfurt. And uh, my father, who's the head coach and the organizer of the trip, too, he says, I'm going to have to meet you in Austria. I said, what? What do you mean? You're not meeting us in Austria. He goes, we can't find Barco. I said, what do you mean you can't find him? He's He's got to be in the, you know, in the airport, you know, because we were all right there. They can't find him. So one of the kids on the flight says, Barco's right there. We're like, where? So we're looking in the plane. No. Barco, where were you? Um, I got off at a wrong um, exit. And... Uh, I seen you guys boarding the plane, so I just walked a good 100 yards thinking I can get on that way. And uh, <laughs> He was on a tarmac, Marky. Yeah, the tarmac. 
pre nine eleven, like right before. The, the, <laughs> so the kid goes, there he is. So the old man, you know, he's got to flip the tin, and now now we're stopping a flight to get Barco. So the old man, you remember this? He grabs you and he sits you down. And he says, "Don't." fucking move remember that Parko? when they got you in there oh yes uh, <laughs> you never forget uh an instant with your instance with your dad no not a threat not like even that. the guy on the bridge well actually no. even before <laughs> that uh um mcgurn the general manager or not mcgurn um mcgavis mcgavis yes uh we were at like some fast food restaurant and um i left my uh, passport on the <laughs> counter yeah I'm looking all over for him, worried I'm not going to be able to go. You know, I like, remember, yeah, I forgot and, about uh, that. About, you know, he let me sweat it out for like half hour and he's like, hey, Marco, I found something you might like. And he's like, he's like I kept it keep in my, this on you all the time. I kept it in my second pair of sweatpants <laughs> for you. Kept yeah. it safe. He's on to something, by the way. Yeah. So, so now Marco is in the flight, so now we're going. And Marco can elaborate. So... We get there and there's no hockey for what three four days, Marco? Three days, I think. Uh, yeah, I would say around three days. And you're a freshman. I was a freshman. Yes. Y- yeah. So no, no guy, no guardians watching this. Ki- these kids, <laughs> it was fucking insane, right? So then we start playing, and Barco is actually goals against in a world tournament is under four, which is really <laughs> good, right, Barco? Yes. I heard that. Other than the first game, it was pretty. Yeah. What I hear um, is that you got the the win was the tie. Well, oh, yeah. the Finland game, we tied. Because somebody else played, like, great right before you. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Vince. Yeah, Vince Sinabali was was his uh, first goal. T- was the was a starter. I'm not going to bullshit yeah. you. Bar- and Barco is a backup, you know. So, Barco, it's his turn. And we got the tie. You would have thought we won the cup. I mean. Standing right? on his head, though, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. That comes later. Yeah. Oh, because what I'm about to tell you now, Mark, I can't believe it happened. So nine in the morning, we play Finland, and then they tell us we got to play another game at one thirty. And I think we play the Netherlands, and we beat them. I think we beat them. Yeah, Lafayette, I believe it was maybe. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter because <laughs> that the next game, Marky, was at midnight. Now. What do you think? There's no rules over there. There's no USA hockey rules. What do you think the coaching staff does after that second game? The next game's not till midnight, so we're like, you go get hammered. It's well, it's rude not to there, I, <laughs> right, Barco? We we're just following the yeah. rules. Well, it, drinking it, age was 16 there too. Yeah. So me and Brogan, we were actually only 16 year olds. We did our own little thing before the game. Was like, I ain't playing. <laughs> the couple day, like the first days, anyway. Yeah, but he was one of our best players, so he was probably half drunk and still, you know, playing good. So we gotta play the host team, Austria, at midnight, and like now. Our managers were meeting people and inviting them to the game. Now there's a huge crowd. Like, this is midnight, and everybody in the place is drunk except for, I, well, I think the referees might have been drunk too, right, Barco? Yes. So <laughs> Yes. Uh, some of their calls were, uh, yeah, like, it was a checking league, but, uh, I mean, that was the one thing probably better than a lot of these small Czechoslovakian or lightning quick, but. One thing we might have had on was like a bit more physical team, but penalty, penalty, and I'm a goalie. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> come on, make it yeah. easier oh, for me. Peppering, yeah. <laughs> so we have a one nothing lead. They only played two 20-minute periods in this tournament. And this is a world tournament. In this tournament, there's stall 
the cousins and the the youngest, the oldest brother, not Eric, not the guy we got, right? The the stalls, and then yeah. there were some guys was, that bounced uh, around Jordan. the league. Not yeah. J- uh, Mark Stahl. Yeah, Mark Stahl. Yeah. So there were some names that ended up coming out of this tournament, and then there was this ragtag bunch with <laughs> Barco, because what happens next, Mark? I still can't believe I've seen a million hockey games. I've coached, played, watched pro, junior. I have never seen anything like this. So we got a one nothing shutout going, and my dad says, Barco, get ready. You're going in. I said, you got to be kidding me, Dad. And it's nothing against Bar- Barco, I'll tell you. He yeah. couldn't fucking believe it. So, <laughs> so now I go, Dad, what are you doing? He goes, we came here as a team. And that we're going to win this fucking game as a team. And everybody's going to chip in. You remember that, Barco? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And um, I was I was kind of like uh, several at first. But uh, Tommy and a couple other players, they're just like, oh, you got this. And then they um, pu- uh, pumped me up. And I was like, all right, let me it, get, go out there. And- it was unbelievable what I seen next. And he, he's right. Penalty after penalty. We're shorthanded the whole second half. And this dude was standing on his head, <laughs> making hassock saves. Now he's got he's got his equipment. I, I'm just gonna for hockey guys out there. He looked like a, a Tommy Soderstrom, right? Yeah, he, yeah. Well, I had Tommy's, a mask then. Yeah, finally. yeah. But other than that, yeah. Tommy Big white pads, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the white pads. <laughs> it, the, I don't know. Were they Coopers, Barco? They were Coopers. Yes. This dude <laughs> sliding around the rink, standing on his head. And I wanted to start it right there because people have asked me, did that really happen? Oh, it fucking happened. Not not only did it happen, Barco, Barco, your teammates loved you. That had to have been one of the best feelings ever after that game because you you brought it home for us, brother. Yeah, that had to be, um, other than maybe earning a title of Marine, probably the most uh, memorable moment of my life. That's, wow. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like a patriot? Was that like the I first thought, time? I thought like, uh, yeah. even though I think that maybe it was two wins, uh, yeah, came yeah. in like 10th place or something like that. Better than the we Canadians. Thought, uh, that was a championship game. You know, one nothing the locker room was like crazy. <laughs> this thing was like, the, this thing changed your life completely, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I was, uh, just a couple of guys got drunk and uh, started fundraising. That's how we got there. But then later on, I tell this story to everybody. Like, I, I've ever, like, Barco has inspired teams, and he doesn't even know it, Mark. So, fast forward uh, maybe a year or two later, I'm coaching this other team, and I look on the rink. It's at uh, Leisure Rinks. There's two rinks there. And Barco is in the net against Clarence. Now, this team has already been told the American Hero story. And it once again happens again. My whole team is out on the glass watching this. Fucking inspired by Barco, <laughs> which is great, Barco. This is, and you don't even know that this, this happened. We... Every shot, and it was just like in in Austria. Every shot was it, it, he just got a piece of it. I mean, he was he was on his game. We ended up being fucking kids are yelling Barco that don't even know Barco <laughs> in the locker room, and now this is happening all over again. And I, I I never told you that story, and before we got on, I I told you a little bit, but it, unbelievable, and that's what people miss these days are these little these little things that it's it's not about are you going to go pro or go junior 
it's those memories in the big game, the one big game, no matter what tier. Yeah, no matter what what level, and don't you think, Parko, you'll never forget about those things? No, it's uh, you know, I always grew up playing hockey. My dad was a pretty good player, and that uh, um, he went to Seneca when when it was like a yeah better school, and he was a, a pretty very good player, captain, and uh, sent me to camp, and you know, I'd like to thank him. Uh, you know, give me started in the game, and it was probably my first passion sport. I still love it to the day. Oh yeah, but Barco, that that was one of the most unbelievable feelings of my life in Austria. And then we got into a brawl. Remember the brawl? <laughs> the oh, fucking yeah. military police showed up, and we we had to get out of there, so we couldn't really even celebrate. Remember, but Wilbur was leading the charge back to the hotel. Um, yeah. Um. I remember the brawl. I remember there was like a couple seconds left. We call a timeout, and uh, your dad's like, whoever was the center man at the time, just lay on the puck so he doesn't kick yep. it back to the defenseman and you know get a fluke last second goal or something yep. like that. And then the guy got pissed off and it kicked him, and that started the whole melee. So um, uh, I was everybody was kicking ass, but Gern kind of was like, you know, I just <laughs> yanked the guy from behind the back and threw him off of him. Oh I was I was looking. Everybody did their job, and uh, he was on the ice, and uh, the guy was on top of him. Just pretty much tackled him off of him. <laughs> oh, Barco, <laughs> this is off to a great start, all right? But uh, yeah, but I wanted to say thank you, Barco. You know, for inspiring me because I was wrong. I didn't want to put you in. And listen, Barco, you can see why. I mean, Vinny had like seventy-seven saves the two games before. When you, I was under so much pressure to get the win, and I want to say thanks, Barco. Thank you. Yeah, so Barco is already an American hero, Marky. Already. At, at this point, okay. And he's the only goalie that I've ever had. I played one oh, year. Yeah. I played one year. Remember Tony Romes? Um. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Bar that Hockey was, League? Yeah, and that okay, was yeah. after. That was yeah. after the, the blast. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So what are the chances of that, Barco? I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to Marines. When you, you go, do you graduate from Clarence? Yes. I graduated from Clarence High School. Okay. Was it military all the way? Did you know that that's what you wanted um, to do? I was you know, thinking about maybe uh, I got into football, but I don't even want to do ECC football. You know, and and – uh, Around junior year, um, a couple of the seniors on the team, you know, were uh, talking about Marine Corps recruiting and just, you know, working out with them because I'm trying to start on the football team my senior year. And uh, I usually one of the workouts were with the Marine Corps. So that summer into my senior year, I started, you know, talking with them and, you know, starting to like the vibe and. He's like, uh, I had to lose a good 30 pounds to even get there. But, you know, uh, I believe that would have been uh, more beneficial. I wasn't a scholar student, so I uh, went full board around that time. Oh, yeah, I didn't have that in me. You, you, <laughs> did, you, did you feel like, you know what, nothing's really going on? Why not? A lot of people think like that. Yeah, um, pretty much, I would say so. Yeah, so wh- when you leaving? How you leaving? What's going on? Like Brendan, Mur- you said 
you said you listened to the Brendan Murphy ep- episode, yes. right? And he, you said he pretty much nailed it, right? Yes, definitely. So, what was your experience getting off that off the what is it boat? Were you on a boat? Oh no, uh, <laughs> I did get off a boat, but that was when I was in the fleet. You, you get bust in, and uh, you know they're screaming at you from the start. Um, it's trying to. Uh, it's just really hectic the first three days. You're uh, in a receiving platoon, so you don't even have your real drill instructors yet. And these are considered the nice drill instructors. So, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're you know, telling just get your names, you know, your personal information, you know. You don't sleep too much those days because, uh, you know, you get your hair cut. A lot of people come in with, like, you know, bring cell phones and stuff, but they tell you not to even bring, you know, books. Uh, and a couple of them, like, wear Marine Corps T-shirts and that, like, you want to be Marine and all, but the drill instructors say that, and he's like, you got to earn it, you know, three. And they, they get targeted pretty quickly, you know, just like, you know, someone that might be a little overweight like myself. <laughs> so but they get it. They get on you about it? At first, yes. What yeah. they, what's the nicknames we're getting here? Uh, I actually didn't have a nickname. Because um, you're Barco. Did they yeah. know you were Barco? They would, like, try to, like, say my name, like, in the asshole or jerk-off way. But uh, they didn't know about the, you know, the nickname or nothing. But uh, they Under the radar. I like that. You yeah. just float right under the radar? Uh, not really under the radar, but there was a few guys that were worse than me. So, um I got messed up after like maybe a month or so after you uh, do McMap, you know, like the testing. Because uh, a lot of these guys are, you know, I wasn't, wasn't very, didn't think I was smart, but I was one of the maybe smartest guys on my platoon. So I was getting like 90 tests, Marine Corps histories. So I got like a little bit more um, leeway, I guess, with uh, drill instructors then. Talk about it. You hear about the hazing? You 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 kind of touched on it when we came down here today. Any hazing? Um, yes. Uh, at first, um, well, I, when you first start in the receiving platoon, um, uh, you you got to take a drug test, so you're taking a piss test, and everybody. I was kind of like, wouldn't be able to go. I guess piss shy in a way, <laughs> and uh, I was one of the last guys in the bathroom. So when I finally got it done, I went to the opposite door. And the door locked behind me. <laughs> so I believe I, I thought I could just walk down the hallway, you know, around. I might get yelled at. But I'm, I must have walked the wrong way. I'm walking for like a good five minutes. I'm like thinking to myself, I can just leave this place, maybe. <laughs> and I'm walking. Keep on walking. <laughs> and I went to the female branch. <laughs> and, and I'm wearing your PT pants and a t shirt then. And he's like, you're lost? And he's like, uh, I, was, I pretty much like, yes. He's like, I got uh, Alpha 1001. And uh, he's like, she's like, you didn't piss in that, um, that cup all enough. It's not going to work. It was like, halfway full. I was like, I was told it wouldn't be that much. And he's like, and they're trying to mess with me and stuff. He's like, you got to do it again. And he's like, right in front of you guys. And I was like, they're like getting in my face, yelling at me and stuff to do more. Piss, and he was, like, piss. Yeah, and then when I, was, I was like, oh, put that away. He's like, we don't want to see that. He's like, here, call your uh, drill instructor right now. He's like, he'll handle you. Oh, my God. So I had Firewatch for, you know, pretty much the first hour and the last hour because they have rules. But uh, if they didn't, you know, back in the 60s, I would have ended up all night. What, uh, what year did you say this was? 
2004. So, like, the climate of the world yeah, at the time was crazy. Like, was, do you think that there was a little bit of, like, back backup from the people being like, most likely you guys are going to a war, right? Like, yes. Um, the series commander, like, um, this is a spiel before we saw um, the the three drill instructors that would be, us, be with us for three months. Um, gave us the whole spiel. Like you guys joined up after you know terror attacks, and uh, a lot of you guys be going to war. Some of you guys, you know, might have to go on like a Westpac, which is like human. That's what I did at first, like a humanitarian um, effort or something. And uh, you know, they did give us um, a little, like a little bit more um, gratitude. I'd say. Right. And uh, Brendan was talking about like you got orders and like you could choose orders or like let them choose for you. Did you choose something? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like he said he did like bomber. Oh, or like, like an MOS. Yeah. Yeah. I choose a radio operator. I want an electrician, but there's only a few people, um, free Marines that actually get that, um, MOS. I didn't know at the time. So they put you in the, the same field, which is like out of five MOSs. And, uh, so out of those, I just did radio operator, you know, work on a radio with comms. It's pretty, um, you know, easy. I didn't know you would get I mean, attached to infantries. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds, communication is huge. Like, yes. I think that's like, you took like a very important thing. You know? Yeah, that that's I, a big I mean, part of it. And we'll, we'll get into that. You'll yeah. see why. Yeah. So you, you now have been trained. You get sent to a humanitarian effort first? Um, well, first, um, right after boot camp, you get sent to, like, um, like uh, Bren- Brennan Murphy did, like, a, a school of infantry, but you get, like, a three-week, like, uh, like a quick rundown of infantry skills. But um, to get on the point you were saying, yeah, maybe, like, six months, and then you go to MOS school to learn your trade, radio operating for mm-hmm. me. Um yeah, I was right on the USS Bombardier, and it was just supposed to be a Westpac. So that what that happened? Maybe it's supposed to be seven months less. They call it that. Um, and maybe three months in, that Sri Lanka tsunami hit. Yeah, we did all that. Um, really, rice, um, pallets of water. I worked on a flight deck, so I'm hooking up like big bags of uh, rice and water onto these like uh, helicopters that are maybe ten feet above me. And this one after another, it's so an eight-hour shift. Wow, and sometimes longer. Working yeah. your ass off, yeah. What was it like? Did they? Where did they put you up? You're just in a barracks. Like, um, you, you got get- uh, berthings, and in this ship is you. Um, it's a flight deck carrier, so you're in different like it's a barracks for a ship, like just different berthings. We are at the very end of the end of the ship. Um, combat cargo actually worked with the navy. Because I was, you know, I was still a junior marine, so they had to just pick people to go to this. So they picked a couple of, of uh, junior marines and then one NCO for each, you know, um, MOS. And then they would go to combat cargo and just work on the flight deck and pretty much carry like the high-ranking officials' gear to each um, plane or uh, helicopter. And then we would also, you know, deploy. Um, uh, rations, um, food and water to, um, you know, uh, countries in need. What, so what was like a day to day? Like, what did you do on your downtime? 
like played video i mean games i mean we bought a tv and stuff uh oh yeah playing man <laughs> stuff to be honest oh, so with you cool. barco you know, running yeah. the rec room on madden <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah picking apart the dime defense all yeah. day <laughs> i was pretty well good at my that game. <laughs> but like you wouldn't go mingle would you go like um do- with my uh uh with my platoon um because we it was a little bit more laid back with uh, combat cargo, um, say I had twenty four hour passes. It's just like because you're under Navy command, and, like they just have a different way to more lax in the Marines. So I didn't really want to like go there too much because then I thought that maybe they would bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, want to go do anything bad? Do anything wrong? Yeah. No, I, Barco. Do you ever get off the beaten path for a night or, or anything? Uh, have yeah. a couple. Yeah, a little salt buffalo comes out on you. Yeah, in Hawaii on the way back. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I have a. Uh, we got back um, in uh, shit like September, so I just turned twenty one too, and uh, drank pretty heavily. And I was with friends. We were freaking of all concerts, a Nick Cannon concert. We're waiting in the huge line. I mean, like, I guess he was popular at the time. And what are you gonna do? You know, when you're down there, it's happening. So yeah. And we were already drunk, and I got in an argument, and me and my buddy got into a fight. And, uh, yeah, he pretty much gets the upper hand. I mean, he's just like a pretty diesel Mexican. <laughs> we make up the next day, of course, but he's like, uh, yeah, the YPD, I just say, like, a lavish story. Like, I got robbed by some civilian, freaking Hawaiian, you know, to try to keep it under wraps. But um, the next day at the ship, like I was like, "Oh, who did that to you?" This and that, and then I still got to my story, and uh, I had uh, it was Lance Corporal then, and like I was like, oh, if, was, "If I had my way, I would do this to your chevrons." And he kept on trying to like bang like the cross rifles underneath it, hitting it with like a bowl end of a bowling trophy, and uh, I was like, "I get new chevrons, you know, for a sergeant." <laughs> but uh, because of the same thing. Um, you signed orders to the Navy. It was under uh, um, Petty Officer First Class Harrell, and he was like, you know, shit happens. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get in that much trouble. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you're leaving Hawaii now. Where where are you going now? Uh, well, that well that that was actually on the way back. Oh, okay, okay. So the first time in Hawaii, we did Sri Lanka. Oh yeah, and. Uh, we were uh, just doing humanitarian effort for that. There was a huge, a massive tsunami that hit down there. And uh, we were there for about two months. Um, it didn't extend our deployment ever because there was a couple other um, ships, you know, doing um, different uh, exercises with the Australian Army or something like that. Right. And when I finally got back, back, uh, it was at Camp Pendleton, you know, back to, you know, your, you get leave, two weeks of leave, and uh, go back to the fleet for a couple of years before I went to the big deployment. So let's talk about the big deployment, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that was coming? No, I didn't know that was coming. Actually, was it uh, on your mind all constantly? Uh, Well, this... um. Our unit usually went on like a ship, so most times we would maybe only go for a month or two. But um, I guess uh, something happened with uh, our commanding officer that uh, family reasons he had to step down, so they put a new guy in. And uh, who knows with like 
the top command and we went right to flew right to Ireland, believe it or not, and they let us have two beers <laughs> before we went to Ireland. Uh, from uh, it was a connecting flight. No way. And then yeah, <laughs> they have two beers each, and then everybody had two oh chips. A couple guys didn't even drink, so I'm like, uh, you know, Ashton was like, I'll give you the good MREs because at that time I was an NCO, a corporal. That was like my last year in uh, um, the Marines, um, and I was like, I'll give you the good, uh, you know, this and that. I'll give you. No fire watch and uh, just collecting <laughs> chips. And I had like eight beers <laughs> and a good six hours later, eight pints. Uh, oh, that'll yeah. be the last time I drink you know, for a while. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. of Ireland of all places. Yeah. Good for you. You fit right in there. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to the Middle East. Yes, I was in Fallujah, Iraq. Fallujah, Iraq. And before you go and stuff, like, are you like, are you in, like, watching the news and like, are you understanding the war? Like, um, I mean, I I think it's Jim's favorite subject, nine eleven. And well, like, I I'm very interested. Yeah, in and like some something makes me think that like us being our generation and like kind of being like on that edge of like we could go and do something sort of like that. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Um. I believe that we were there for uh, an important reason to, uh, at the time at least, uh, to um, make it. We just overthrew a Sam, not Sam Bin Laden, but um, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, Saddam Hussein, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, so we want to make the country a democracy, but most of the people that we are in the villages just didn't want us there and kind of like treat us like crap because um, for the mo- uh, for first couple months, Elmanson like pretty much the main camp which is safe but you uh have like a big like uh like a big tv uh like a touch screen smart board and uh i would plot all the infantry's movements um different uh battles um uh and then go work with s uh two intelligence um to see you know what missions had to be done calls for fire um tactical air now you're Things looking like you're looking for insurgents, right? Yes. And then you're looking at people that are hiding people. Yeah. And then and people the, that are hiding weapons. Uh yeah, and the people are hiding weapons when we were we were staying. Um I wasn't gonna talk about that, but you just brought it up and I remembered um you're staying in this just makeshift bunker thing and they probably haven't touched this since we overthrew the you know the country. And then set up a new antenna on top of the uh, the roof, and they have a bunch of sandbags over, but but they're like just weathered and shitty. So I'm like, you know, I want to make this good because I'm a kind of like a leader at this time. So I have like a couple like guys that have only been like in for a year. So I'm just telling them like to fill it up, and while I'm like throwing like the sandbags down, they're gonna fill like new ones up just like to get rid of the old ones. I see a big weapons cache, different wow. uh, <laughs> bandoliers of AK rounds and everything it's like shit <laughs> holy shit <laughs> now when you're in there yeah. you can't trust any of the locals no but they do have probably what do you got an interpreter with you yes and um, and he's he is he iraqi or is he with you is he american iraqi he was an american iraqi I believe. yeah yeah they uh they got him from um whatever training or military force that he was, and then he got sent here for a couple of years right. to do that job. Now, just like anything, naturalized, I guess. just like anything, there's people 
that you could trust? Are there rats? Are there are there guys coming up and telling you where you know they want to be on your side? They know the way this is gonna go. You know what I mean? They yeah. they know who's gonna win. So are oh. are there any of the locals trying to help you, but you can't really trust them? You know what I mean? Well, um, a lot of them you can't really take their word for or trust them, but. We were, um, I got uh, sent to engineer's platoon, so right before the, um, the motor attack happened, this family is just move. Yeah, they see big box trucks just moving out. And we just brushed it off like this. I don't want to be by you know, American military Ford operating base. And about eight hours later, you know, got a motor attack happening. Wow. So, so it like, seems like, you know, they might have knew about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you... Like are going there? You're going there to be a radio specialist. Yes. So that's that's your well, job. You can go to any. You can go to an infantry company as a radio operator. You can go to engineers. That's where I was. We're building bases for Bravo um, Company, which is an infantry company, and uh, they came, um, and they did it as soon as it was over with too. When the most people were there, they all looked at it all. 150 of the four companies of Bravo was there along with like the 30 of us engineers and me and one other radio operator. Yeah. So it's like either the interpreter might have told them about it or the family, you know, that right next door, the locals that they must had inside information. I'm thinking, wow. So and, and like you, you, when you go there, is there like a guy that they bring in that they're like, they're going to tell you what's what, or are you going there? Like I'm a prepared Marine. I know what, every consequences or do they have somebody that like has to rev you up and give you like a good pep talk before you get hit the ground in Iraq and go and do your job? There is a pep talk, but you're already, you know, pumped up for it. You're a machine. Yeah. You're, there's you're a war Italian, machine. Uh, you get rallied up in like the gym and uh, Camp Pendleton and the, our battalion commander gave us you know, a pep talk. He's like, I'm trying to bring everybody back here. Some people might not be back but that's my goal we're gonna kick some ass you know like kind of like a pep rally for a sports team like, yeah to get you motivated and, and now <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead oh no just in your guys you know your guys that you're gonna work with the whole time that you're there that yes. company that you've been working with them until well, until i went to the engineers um we only worked like two weeks together but um for uh i was with uh just one one uh first battalion first marines com and i worked with the same people for four months until that happened when i actually like left the wire you know two weeks later wow now i'm fascinated with code names godfather all these things in the military like Uh, give me some give me some code names um one of the scouts, the, the, the head scout snipers was Staff Sergeant Puffer. He went by Puff Daddy. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that was the one I can remember the most. Um, uh, my friend worked in TACP. His name was like, uh, I think, Tomcat or something. Well, I'm talking over the radio, too. Oh, yeah. That was the Staff Sergeant Puff. They did a lot of, uh, we call him Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> right on the radio, <laughs> Puff Daddy's got, yeah. us, got yeah. our back. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, everything that uh, comes up from that era is uh, the the main. There's a HBO show about it, and they always say Godfather. Godfather says we're leaving. The there, yeah, there was a couple other guys, um, but uh, I would work as like uh, like the like the assistant to the people. So a lot of times I would have to just like uh, 
clean or like get people coffee, you know, this, that, and the other. It was just a more senior guy on like tech, yeah. but that's probably why you know I went to the engineers, but in the first place. <laughs> so, so do you want to talk about you got banged up the first time? Let's talk about when you got in battle the first time. Well, that was just a roadside bomb the first time. Just? Like, That's just a roadside <laughs> What? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and uh, I was going into, um, I believe, Carmyrak, which was Charlie Company was in, just to bring, uh, I was like accompanying uh, an admin person for to sit up there, like, um, uh, I think it may be um, their will. Because they didn't know if he would make it or not. Oh, wow. Um, admin does all of that, but they need a calm guy there. So um, the vehicle hit the roadside bomb, and I got a little strap metal in my arm. And, uh, you know, it, it was just pretty much a flesh wound, but any wound, you, uh, I probably came back to the base. Went to Fluja Surgical, and you said, you know, light duty for two weeks, and, uh, you back to your regular job, and then uh, was that's probably why I didn't get outside the wire until the fourth month. Like, cause you would go to retransmit. People are far in the mountains. You would be like in the middle of nowhere. Uh, a couple of com guys be there to like relay, like to be the middle point to relay the signal and the mm -hmm. messages to the farther point, like the halfway point, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a while, and then when I went to engineers, that was the once the 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 golden ticket, I guess, to send you home. Well, Split. you know, you didn't die. Oh uh, well. Um, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what happened that day? Uh, like I said, like the families were moving, and um, you knew that something was up. And uh, well, um, the people from Bravo were people from uh, that was their Ford operating base. So that happened on that day. We probably thought it was like an inside job. We talked about this afterwards that the whole company showed up. It wasn't just like, you know, the engineers building it because we were there for like three weeks and how accurate it was too. There was like 23 motors and like 21 landed like in a hundred yards and they're probably th hundred thousands of yards because they couldn't find it. It was somewhere in the mountains and uh, a couple first ones hit. And uh, I was like, what, what was going on? So I went to the vehicle to call for fire, saying, like, you know, um, to get a QRF, quick reaction force, you know. The, and while I was doing that, I got hit underneath a, a one, like, bursted the vehicle up, and I got hit in the ankle. So I was on the other side of the, the Humvee. I probably would have gotten more torn up. But I got hit in the ankle, and uh, I fell right to the ground. I tried running away, I just fell, and then I was pretty much crawling, and then event a lot of people were saying, like, I was hopping on one foot, he's like, you get back out there, you need a, you fucking pussy, he's like, get back out there, you gotta help people, he's like, oh, I fucking ankle, you see blood discussion through the boot, and then the corpsman, you know, shot me up with a freaking morphine shot in the thigh, and no more pain there. Holy fuck. Right there, yeah, huh? They holy shit. Dead. Wow. That is fucking <clears throat> insane. And what's going on? What, and just pure chaos. You, yeah. Yeah. Pure chaos. Like, they didn't really know me at first because, um, 
they were looking for the engineer as uh, uh, NCO, but there was the whole Bravo company didn't know me. And then the person that I was talking to in the vehicle, he got hurt himself. Um, it was uh, and he was in the vehicle, so he just got hit like the knee with like a tiny piece of shrapnel. But um, he finally told like who I was and stuff because I mean. At that time, you didn't carry ID. We had it in the pack and stuff, but it wasn't like we were patrolling or anything. So mm-hmm. I didn't have my ID on me. And uh, they, it, it went from, like, a lot of people had way more serious injuries, too. I went from the helicopter to an armored vehicle to a light armored vehicle. Just eight of us in the back of the truck. Wow. So everything came down to training in the end. Like, yeah. this is what you trained for all the time, right? Yeah, and, wow, and where 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 do they put you in the hospital? They, where do they send you? Uh, we were sent to Fallujah Surgical at first. Um, get patched up. Um, a couple days later, I got sent to Germany. I'm there for like two weeks. I get surgery there. You're and back to Germany, Barco. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> made it back. Not yeah, <laughs> oh. except for now he's got a real slinky for a spine. No. Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, that was <laughs> and uh, Bush was in the area then, and uh, other Marines that got hurt. This is even, W. Yeah. Yeah. George W. Bush, and uh, he gave the Purple Heart to uh, me and this other guy that wasn't even in. Um, Fallujah at the time. He was in, um, I think, uh, Baghdad, like a completely different. Yeah, he presented to be me. Yeah. What did he say to you? But um, thank you, uh, United States of America, is your debt of gratitude, you know, the whole. That's you know, and that's. Uh, thank you for your service, Barco. Absolutely, Barco. Man, thank that's you. fucking terrifying. Well, George W. Bush hated yeah. for a while. Now everyone thinks he's like this. You know, hey, cute guy, you know, uh, he's a real nice guy. I always thought he was a real nice guy. That pitch always did it for me in Yankee Stadium, Barco, right after 9-11. Yeah. He, I mean, that was very patriotic. You think so? Um, I don't really recall that. Uh, okay. I'm a big baseball player. Really pitch it over to play for Right oh, over to yeah, play. He was a strike. I've seen like the some place other went guys, crazy. like 50 Cent that bounced the ball. Like, the <laughs> terrible ones. You don't usually see like the good ones. Jimmy Griffin. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Griffin bounced it. Yeah. yeah. I seen, um, uh, what it was, uh, Rays. He pitched it pretty good, too. You were there? Oh, there? No, I wasn't there, but oh, yeah. I heard about it. And uh, <laughs> actually, I uh, saw footage on it, too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think he, I was at the game. I, I watched the replay. I really think I was there. I, I, I was at. Might have been. I was at somebody's, and he <laughs> was there, but it wasn't his pitch. Oh, that's funny, Barco. Barco, I gotta. I mean, thank you very much. I mean, I'm I'm sorry to hear that you got banged up over there. How how were you treated after you came home from the military? Not not by people, just from. Uh, let's say, uh, did they take care of you for being injured over there? Um, well, I didn't get sent home like to Buffalo right away, so I still had to do a lot of um, post-op and physical therapy at um, the VA in um, San Diego, California, and there's a really good welcoming home party. Um, the wives of Marines set you up big time. Really? A really nice hotel room and wow. everything. They flied my dad in. Really? Oh, you don't hear that. So, that's oh, what I'm man. that's what I'm asking. Yeah, that's yeah. you don't hear it. It's pretty cool. Um 
Yeah, they uh, had like some sort of um, I forgot what it's called, but an organization of like deployed Marines, wives, and other boosters, you know, in uh, or, uh, organize good events for Wounded Warriors Battalion and uh, set you up with one one uh, people, like, especially. Um, How's that first with? beer taste when you hit back to the homeland, Barco? Oh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and that first spleef was probably unbelievable, too, wasn't it? That was a couple months later. <laughs> I knew I still had like six six months before because uh, I got her four months in, and they were supposed to be there a year before I ever get you know another like battalion drug test or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to co- are you done then when you get back? No, I still had. Um, I got her in April, and I still had. Uh, let's see, uh, another about year and a half left. Oh, so really? I was still there. Uh, I I got moved in like June, and then in probably right before Christmas, I got uh, which is called terminal leave. You still have like days and leave, but you can go home. And then uh, it counts with um, the debt program, which is before you even join. Just training with the Marines, so you have like six months. That you still get a call and check with the reserve station, which is in like Binghamton, every two days. Like your reserve is pretty much done for the last six months. And uh, I was only back like inactive in California for a year, and then did the reserve thing for. But I was hurt, so pretty much right. didn't even have to go other than the first time. What was your rehab like? How long were you in rehab for? I mean, to this day, are you still doing? I was like- doing rehab for a lot of years. I don't do it that much anymore. I'm just older and you know, uh, rubber band, different strengths of rubber band, is stretching your ankle like in different ways. Because uh, at first, there's a lot of scar tissue, so it's necessary to break it loose um, and strengthen up your. You know, my leg was in a cast. It was like. Uh, less than half the size of my left leg, so to get the strength back into it and wow. whatnot. Oh yeah, holy shit! So, Barco, how's the how's the local VA? It's pretty good. You always hear yeah, over I'm, the country like, ah, there's not enough for veterans. Obviously, there's not. No, but, but you're saying right now, how how's the conditions? How's everything going? Uh, um. For like healthcare, my doctor and whatnot, it that is on the good side. But like the the compensation part is a difficult path because you gotta like they like think you're lying when you're there, like exaggerating to get more money and whatnot. But like I'm not lying, you know. Like you have to take a test, and for PTSD, you have to like because it was several appointments, you miss one, you have to start all over. So that's a little bit harder. Maybe they don't want to, you know, they want to make sure that you rate it before they give it to you, I guess. But right. it seems to be, you know, harder, more hard than it should be, at least. Right. I mean, you don't, you shouldn't have to explain yourself for this shit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree, Barco. I mean, you just say, hey, uh, look, that's what happened to me. Jesus Christ, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm... The paperwork's all there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that's not documented. Definitely well, not. we're glad I, I health files like that thick. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad that you came home one piece. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. 
Now I gotta ask this. Now we gotta get back into sports, Marky. There's <laughs> yeah. like these. Thanks for your service. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Cause yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. For yeah. a while, um, I would only say when I was like really drunk to a couple friends. Yeah, but you that's know, understandable. About Ten years. Yeah, you know, yeah. Barco, thank you. I mean, I I follow the, the world pretty close, and uh, that was uh that was crazy times. So for you to get out of there and for what was the operation was a success, I guess they say. It was uh, called Operation Enduring Freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when he was on? Yeah, he took yeah. off on the plane. All that. <laughs> um, so I got I, I had a couple people reach out to me and they want there's something that I'm going to defend you on here. Barco. You ready? <laughs> okay. So Barco, you believe that in an 82 game season, in your prime, you're in your prime as a goaltender, right? Yes. You follow me? That he could get a shutout, and you're with him. Here's what has to happen first. Of all. <laughs> there has to be three Selkie Award winners on the team, <laughs> past or present, which could happen, has <laughs> happened. Okay, you need to have probably re. Uh, you probably have to clone the '95 Red Wings defense. Chelios, <laughs> Konstantinov, uh, you Winstrom. know, let's yeah, okay, all those guys. Wait, am I Chelios was what a Blackhawk? No, he was a Red Wing. <laughs> yeah. He was a Red Wing. Um Scotty Bowman would be your coach. <laughs> so we already got two out of the three. Could could happen. All right. And you you only face what? What do you say? 12 shots? 12, 15 shots? Say around 15 20. And that and that would be a good <laughs> average, because that's not the lowest. The no, lowest is what? Uh I just had it. The, the Sabers actually have the yeah, record. Yeah, twenty ten or two thousand two. Two thousand two. It was like nine shots. Yeah, <laughs> ten shots. Yeah. That's so Barco, if you had a stellar defense, trapping, yeah, ten shots, January fifth, two thousand two. I mean, you would have had to have probably someone better than Phil Kessel, Van Riemsdyk, and Gardner as your centerman, but <laughs> it could happen. You get into a lot of those arguments, people have told me. <laughs> Give me some more Barco-isms. Um, just by uh, winning a game, you know, and like around the hockey games, uh, saying. What, what, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, you didn't ask the question. Okay, so they always say that you get into all the boys have been texting me all your buddies and saying you you really are adamant sometimes that I could fucking do that or I could I could sing that song or things like that and sometimes oh. I don't think you're wrong I've seen these I've seen I'm not on Facebook so I've been I've been screenshotted yeah we were talking about Facebook earlier he goes well I kind of went to jail I go you went to jail he goes no <laughs> Facebook jail yeah. <laughs> What gets you in the Facebook jail, Marco? Uh, just complaining with people, uh, <laughs> saying that you know they're wrong. Uh, <laughs> people don't like team that. sucks. People don't like <laughs> that. Uh, they don't like that stuff. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, um, you know, just don't like that. I, I might go overboard, you know. And sometimes I like uh, call them on like their picture or something like that, <laughs> something stupid. And he's like, "Yeah, like how's the Jets going?" <laughs> Guys from New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, that's I a, say like a Mark I, Sanchez like photo with him. 
That's like people's pastime now is to go on there and just like go after Josh Allen haters. Yeah. They like find him and they're like, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. How about Josh Allen? Yeah, those, I was always uh, liking him and a couple people, they, you know, didn't really back him up and I uh, make sure they know about it. They wanted Josh <laughs> Rosen instead and he's been on like what? four different Dude, teams. Aren't you? <laughs> he just got, I, he just got signed by uh, who gives Frisco. Fun? Yeah. yeah, Frisco just signed him today. <laughs> and Marco, you love and, and that's what I mean. Look at you when you're laughing. You fucking love it. They're like, see, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of music's Barco into these days? I remember playing, having to tell you to settle down on the rap music when I had the bar. Yeah, uh, still into the rap. I like the I like rap music. Um, I listen to uh, you know uh, Fish and Dave here and there, but uh, Masiago I got into like I went to a concert last year with uh, one of my friends, Bob. And uh, I just started liking him a lot, you know, just way like uh, the reggae vibe, and you know, you listen to Tiny the Butcher at all? Yeah, hell yeah, listen right? Conway, Griselda, yeah. some good stuff. The Butcher's the guy like, from uh, Buffalo, the yeah. baby, yeah, <laughs> the rock awesome. What's the band that you played me the other day with the Christmas? Oh, song? Froggy Fresh. Froggy Fresh, you know Froggy Fresh? Uh, he used to be Krispy Kreme. No. Oh, he's Sorry. awesome. You guys awesome. check him out. Awesome. Before you came on, you had a little uh, urging from a past guest, Michael Ersing. Oh, yeah. You know Ersing, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, we uh, we became pretty good friends like in the eighth. Oh, I was in the eighth grade, and I believe he might have been a freshman or sophomore at time already. But we hanged out in the same crew. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was a pretty good friend. Um I know him and Max played a lot of guitar. We used to hang yeah. out, you know, with them a lot. And they would just like, you know, jam. It's pretty yeah. cool time. And uh, you know, he has a he has a great story about uh your guys' buddy uh John Hartman and yeah. meeting him like I think he was in Seoul or something and he just walks down the street and sees Johnny. I don't really? know if you want to talk yeah. about Johnny a little bit. He was your Facebook rival a lot yeah. of the times, but it was all friendly and you know, we never actually mentioned him, but you know, we yeah, lost yeah. A, we lost a a veteran and good he guy. was a good good guy, great friend, you know. Yes, uh me and him would uh you know, right before right when I got back, I was always over at his house, you know, in uh, Magnolia chilling and you know you would always try to coax me and smoke me he was like dude man i can do it for the first week not the second week you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> i uh oh, pal of this test and the uh and we lived together at arbor for a year and i was going to bars he was with a girlfriend the whole time so that's probably why i wanted to get out of the house a lot closing down bars with your brother <laughs> molly's yeah. early days uh yeah he was a great guy and uh it was sad that he's gone you know cancer takes a lot of good people away unfortunately yeah, yeah and that's and that's probably related to his job as in the military yeah. right you know like um he, i don't know the conditions he uh he might have been um exposed to in south korea but some of the i don't i don't know if you can get cancer for it but we were in decrepit you know from these training like abandoned air force bases at a bunch of asbestos and stuff that what, what was what in. was he army or he was in the army yeah he's army he was, Oh, yeah, great American. Yeah, yeah. I would Absolutely. always, you know, like goof with him and say that you, know, you pump fuel. But he's <laughs> pumping fuel for you know Apaches and stuff. So I worked on a flight deck too. So we had that, that in common. Yeah, you guys, you guys had some uh, famous butting of heads and 
That's what I mean, Barco. Like I, yeah. I used to get these screenshots. Like Barco, Barco has had enough of this guy or this guy. <laughs> it, 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 it was entertaining though. Like I'm not on Facebook, but just to see you know, the passion you've put behind your what you believe in in sports is hilarious to me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Somebody wanted me to ask you if you were a surfer or if you were surfing in San Diego or something. Is oh, this- I tried it out. I never got really good at it. <laughs> That's great. My face hit the, you know, water, you know, pretty hard. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Just went to the bar then. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we fare best, you know. Yeah. Eight beers before Iraq, please. Yeah. But I had a friend. <laughs> That's actually a really smart thing with the chips, Barco. Yeah, I got to yeah. go back with that with to get the more beers. When you make your yeah. rap album, could it say be eight beers before Iraq? Or? You, you make it a rap album? No, I mean when I, I was goofing around, doing, uh, maybe I was thinking about doing it in my younger days, but nah, oh, I'll leave the white rat to like you know uh, Jack Harlow and MGK yeah, and stuff like that. All right, I'm sure they're great. You know, yeah, I see so. you walking a lot now, trying yeah. to get the exercise in in the COVID. I love to see that. One day I was yelling your name. I was walking my boy. You didn't hear me. You must have had the headphones in. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm screaming I, uh, Barco on McKinley Parkway. How you handling the whole lockdown here? Uh, as best as I could, you know. I rather, you know, it's harder to see my friends and stuff, so yeah, it's it a little depressing at times. But you know, at least we got the Bills. Anything. Yeah, that's a great thing. Think about if the Bills were winless. Holy oh. shit! Yeah, they're. It- it wouldn't be good around here with the seasonal depression coming in. The snow is about to drop. We're gonna yeah. be locked in here. I mean, it, it it it's a good thing that this is happening. I guess you know. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, a couple of weeks when we finally get uh, the playoff game. You it's think they're gonna let us in? Who do you not want to play? Oh yeah, that's the question. Uh, well, uh, the teams that would play in the first round probably the Titans, just because of Derrick Henry. Yeah, well, I don't, if it's a bad weather game, you know we can't really utilize digs and whatnot. Yeah, I don't want to see the Titans, yeah. but I don't think the weather's going to really be a factor. Yeah, it might be, be cold, like just cold. I'd say cold. Yeah, cold for sure. So like January. I was thinking 5th. like that we may play like hoping to play the backups as the Dolphins just to get them in to play them. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Because they would be the seventh seed, and they're a lot worse. See, you're <laughs> thinking. Barco's yeah. always thinking about these. And things. if we right. can beat them with the back, because that's even like gives us serves a you know rest, and so be it. But oh, whatever. do you really? Does it really matter to a guy like you whether somebody makes a fucking Pro Bowl? They don't even play the game anymore, do they? Nah. Like it doesn't mean anything. Like a Not thousand me, yards no. doesn't mean anything anymore. It, that, that doesn't mean anything to me anymore. For me, I think it's like it's just gonna like make that guy get more money to you know possibly yeah, you harder to resign. Fat white dudes crying over it. Fat white broads crying over it more than um, the player cares. Yeah, it's probably a bonus. Yeah. All right, so here's another thing: is that Barco is a fan of sports and a lot of sports teams. Let's put it on the record. Where do your allegiance lies in the four? For baseball, I'm uh, I'd go Blue Jays. I'm Bills. Uh, I'm Sabers, and then basketball. I'm I, I like uh, the Rockets. What what's yours? What's your big? What's okay, your four? Uh, the Bills, Sabers, uh, um, I, uh, pick the Eagles. Okay, the same uh, football. They're in a cross conference. How many times? Yeah, matters, no, I'm, Super I'm, with I'm, I'm with you with the Eagles. I'm with you with the Eagles. I've been liking like, them for a long. time. I'm Marky, actually an Eagles fan. Yeah, Marky is an Eagles. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm not a big baseball fan, so I was but if the you Cavs have. then. But the, uh, the Blue Jays, I started Blue Jays liking them, especially Cavs. this year. Right. So standard answers, but I like it. That and it's I didn't the jump ship to the Lakers like everybody else did. Yeah. I liked them when he started there, and I just I'm not gonna. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like the Heat, and I liked them when he got back and finally won the championship for him. But yeah, and, I don't just jump around to where LeBron yeah. goes. <laughs> I was I was thinking about being a Knicks fan when they got R.J. Barrett. Oh yeah, oh you know, yeah. But you know, player. I I got to go with the Rockets because my cousin's from Houston, and yeah. you know, well but. Cleveland's close by. And yeah, I like Cleveland too. Like it. Um, well, and then maybe in ba- baseball the Indians, but since like this past year and they have a lot of good young talent too i've actually been following the blue jays yep, so i'm actually yep. getting into the sport more kelvin biggio and boba shet finally this now yeah, yeah this listen past to the, year listen to the pale pat miller <laughs> caro episode and just he talks all about into a big, how yeah. they started yeah yeah, oh, we, we had the play-by-play guy from the radio, Pat Malcaro. On. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he's a St. Tommy's guy. You're a St. Tommy's yeah. guy. You kick, a, kick in the ass at St. Tommy's when you were a kid? Fights? Uh, not too many, but I had one or two. I'm more I, uh, fighting, like, in my... Uh, in your prime twenties, I love. Yeah. I I didn't miss that either. I heard. Did you hear him say that in my <laughs> prime twenties? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. great. It's and, and I I always hung out with your sister. Uh, you know, in high school, it, does she live around the world? Is she living somewhere else? Well, she used to live in South Korea oh, too. Okay. Worldly people, you guys are. Yeah, really, Barco. I didn't know that. I just don't barco. I know his old man. And she teached him. English in Korea for oh. several years. Well, that's awesome. You got you got any plans? I mean, you you, you got any dreams? You want to anywhere you want to go or anything? Uh, yeah, I want to go back to uh, like you know travel the world maybe, get in a little bit better shape. Yeah, yeah, that's all of us, I guess. Yeah, I've, well, you're walking. You know what? I haven't yeah. been anywhere, Barco. I've been to Canada. That's it. And I didn't yeah. even make it far over the border. Bay <laughs> like Beach, um, yeah, <laughs> Colorado. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I was with a couple of my friends, like Eric, lived down there, Tebow, and uh, was, you yeah. know, he has like the lay of the land. We do that first before getting to more expensive trips. Yeah, well, you know, stay connected, stay yeah. connected, to all these people, even when we have this shitty stuff going on. Barco, you're very beloved. I want to tell you. Yeah, that. everybody, I, I love you, Barco. Thanks. And, I'm, <laughs> and that was really that was really nice of him to come over with the purple heart too. Yeah, and I'm glad you know you did it. You didn't get cold feet. That's great. We want to get really you out of the house, it. and we want to get out of the house. And plus, you're an interesting cat, Barco. I mean, you, yeah. you're you're an American hero and treasure. Yeah. As I introduced you. And yeah. Don't forget about that. I thought you were saying that because uh, I got money from the U.S. Treasury. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But it's just amazing your knowledge of you know you were you were built to do this. You know the. How, the way that you remember all the lingo and the jargon you're a pro i'm glad thank you well i hope everything works out in this uh bullshit that's going on and uh i'm glad that you came by i'm glad to see you walking i always i will never forget that first team that went over to europe because that was a special that was a special group of guys and to see what i seen that day is uh is unbelievable against that austrian team yeah i mean Barco, I'm going to tell you again. What do you think you had? 26 saves in 20 a 20 minute period, I think. I, I think it's around there. I'll have to get you a copy of the tape. I believe um, 
I would say close to that. Yeah. Maybe a little under. Yeah. Well, Barco, I always believe in you because of what I seen that day. And uh, Brian Barkoyak, you are now licensed to talk. Thanks for stopping by, brother. Thank you, Jim and Mark. I appreciate you guys for having me. Go Bills. Go Bills. Thanks again.